it's really a pleasure for me to be here with you guys. I was really honored to be considered to be asked and happy to step up for my brother. It's quite common, apparently. So statistically, probably someone here has experienced it or someone in your family, your appendix bursts, gets infected, it hurts a lot. It's not even something you need, so they just take it out and then you go on with the rest of your life, no problem. It happened to his son, and so they're taking care of it, and his son needs to stay in the hospital for a little bit, so Benji's kind of taking care of his son, right? So he wants to be there, but they have two other kids, and his wife is Japanese, so just logistically, it makes the most sense for him to be the one that's in the hospital and talking to the doctors and the nurses and the mom taking care of their newborn and their other daughter. So here I am. Here you are, because this is really your time, and the time that you organized your lives and your schedules to be able to make this for this time, the duration of this winter program to participate in this for once a week for an hour. And it's no small thing. So I really get that. And what you're hoping from your time here and what we want to offer you. Well, what makes this program unique and different than our other programs, like Ascend is very specifically for porn recovery. It's like if you want to get help with your porn use or your masturbation, then you join Ascend. But a lot of people, for a lot of reasons, join this winter program. But there's definitely something that you each are looking for. It was enough to get you to go through the hassle of signing up and rolling and then making the time to be here. So I'm just going into the assumption that something important to you and then it's at least worth that. We wanted to put these two topics in the beginning of this program, courage and trust, because thinking about what would it take the most for you guys to get the most that you can out of this time and trying to distill it down to a couple things, it really comes down to that. What does it take in the beginning? Is this hope that there's possibility of something better? And then it takes trust to take steps along the way, to trust in, you know, this strange Canadian man and his ideas, right, as your MC, to trust this weird long-haired guy that just randomly shows up on calls to talk to you guys, to trust this strange lady that's assigning groups and making me talk to random people I don't know, and then trusting this program, trusting in the other people here and their intentions, and then the possibility that they're not out to hurt you either. And, you know, that takes a lot of courage to trust in all those things. There's a lot of unknown variables. My daughter, she's four, which is a super cool age in learning. You, your mind develops a lot by that point, and you're able to start understanding abstract or not-so-simple concepts. Like, even a four-year-old can begin to grasp and to talk about. And one of them was courage, actually, two days ago or so, three days ago. Not the word courage specifically, but the word was brave. It's a very common word that comes up in a lot of children's books. So, you know, I was reading her books, and so she asked me, what does brave mean? We live in Korea. Anyway, there's like the Korean word for brave. And so she asked, what does this word mean? And then I said, the English word, oh, means brave. And then she thought about it for a second. And then she's like, what does yonggam and, and brave mean? <laughs> right? Like the two words, right? I go, what do those mean? So I had to think about it for a second. I was like, hmm, brave means being strong even when it's scary. And then she liked that. There's something she could understand that even though there's uncertainty and we have to take a risk, then we can still step forward. It's really kind of that crossroads for you. Like what would make the most out of your time here? And it's to really apply yourselves and to throw yourselves into it and to all the things that would cause us to be reserved. I don't know if you noticed, but like in general in life, we walk around we look protecting ourselves, right? And assessing and evaluating and looking at the situation and well, what's everyone else doing and what would fit in here? What would make me look silly or embarrass myself? Or what would make me look acceptable or make me look good or make me look impressive. And we make so many decisions based on these things. And so really one of the most uncool things is earnestness. You can think about in school when someone's really sincere, earnest, oh my God, they're just painting a target on themselves to be made fun of and picked on. 
because it's so easy. But it's a real shame because like what's a quality that to really allow you to break through kind of a rut or sticking point is earnestness. And it's like a sincere desire for better. But it takes real humility and real trust to throw yourselves into something like that and to risk looking silly or looking dumb, right? Because this is what we've experienced is like earnestness. That's what it is. It's stupid. Joining these programs each week, like what we're doing now, this is the supplementary thing, hearing some kind of message. The meat of each call is what you just came out of, is meeting as a group and sharing with each other. And that's really the place where you can apply these things and think, how am I really doing? What can I share about myself that would, that's very honest? That one question is the thing that takes the most courage and the most trust, is what can I share the truth about myself and how it's really going, about whatever happened this week? Uncertainty about my career or my worries about whether or not I'm going to make it or something. It can be really anything. Time I got angry at my mom and how difficult it is to deal with my parents or my sibling or spouse, really whatever. But like what's really going on in my life and what's something I can tell the truth about myself regarding that? And it's really the thing that it's the hardest to do because of how many experiences that we've had regarding it not going well when we were honest about ourselves. And most everyone can name points in their life when something happened and they feel they were hurt, even betrayed in some kind of way. These moments that we experience, all they do is reinforce the idea that it's not safe. You know, it's better to create a presentation of myself versus as I am just express myself because often that's not acceptable and it's not accepted by the people. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. We put so much energy into prioritizing here in these high noon spaces is a place where you can practice that. So you get a sense for what it feels like. Then once you get a sense for what it feels like, you can practice it in more areas. You know, find people that have the wisdom to be able to see and accept you, the real you. That's what fulfilling relationships look like. There's nothing that we have to earn or that we have to manipulate for, but there are things that we have the surety that as I am is good enough. And there's people and just small numbers enough like me for who I am. Where does all that start with? It starts with courage, starts with trust. But the kind of relationships that are worth having are the kind that I feel like I can be myself. I can tell the truth about myself and then the other person can accept that but also encourage and help me and support me. And getting blessed, going through the matching process, it's such a common question. Like, how do I know I'm ready? And then what do I look for in my spouse? It's like the bow, bow, one, two, for like what everyone is trying to figure out. <laughs> one area can answer those questions very clearly. Am I comfortable sharing the truth about myself? Do I even know myself enough to be able to share the truth about it? That's one. And then like, what do I look for? Someone who has that ability as well. A practical thing would be, Someone who's willing to admit their mistakes, who's willing to admit being wrong. There's a lot goes into that ability and it takes trust, it takes the ability to tell the truth. Uh, yeah, I made a mistake and to take responsibility for that. And so, you know, by experiencing it, by practicing it, the feeling of it, it's like a smell or it's like a taste of something and you become familiar with it and then you're able to recognize it when you see it. Or if it's just like words, then it's just conceptual right? and it's so easy to be distracted by other things or to be deceived. 
I'm telling you, there's so many stories of people going through the matching process. And the other way that people approach the matching is they're selling a carton of apples. On the top, they put all the best looking ones. All the rotten apples they have, they put as low as they can. So people look at it, oh, those are like, those look perfect. They look great. Maybe they'll dig a little bit, but then they also look good. So anyway, the point is people, they do work as hard as they do everything in their power to cover up all the bad apples that they have. This is dating, right? This is exactly how dating work. But this is how a lot of people also approach the matching process. And families will do it for their children. They'll go on about what a wonderful son they have and blah, 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 blah. He's like God's gift to humankind, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, it'd be a great match for me, for my child, right? You can't hide those forever. And they reveal themselves and they appear. It's caused so many complications and just like horrible marriage experiences for people. If you want to talk about unfulfilling way to go about relationships, if I were to pick one, that'd be it. To make a presentation and an appearance of things, just to have the appearance of a good marriage or the appearance of a good family, appearance of a well-put-together life. It's a counterfeit and versus the real thing where you work on yourself. But then as part of that process, when you're going through, when you're looking for your life partner that you're going to climb the mountain of life with, that you're looking for someone who sees you for who you are and is okay with that and willing to go on that journey, and climb that mountain together with you. But also, you know, you to them. Like you don't want to be deceiving to other people, but then you don't want to be deceived, of course, as well. You want to be in a relationship with someone that they're open and transparent with who they are. This process, that's how you develop that ability to spot the real from the fake, is you experience it. You experience what it's like to tell the truth about yourself. You experience what it's like to see other people tell the truth about themselves. And then you've naturally developed that ability to sift through what's called a bullshit, for lack of a better word. So that'd be my hope for you guys. And one other thing maybe I'd leave with you as what's something that can help you along that path throughout the week and on your calls to practice trusting. It's a choice, actually. Courage is like a determination. It's like, yes, I know it's scary and uncertain, but I'm going to go for it anyway. And then trust is like a choice that we make. And another principle that I've been teaching my daughter is what the difference between a rock and a person is. And she gets it at four, so I'm confident you guys can get it, is that what makes person unique is their ability to choose. If you're not able to choose, then you just react to everything. You're no better than a rock. What allows people to be happy is they get to choose how to respond in situations. But a lot of people, they don't nurture that ability and that choice. They end up reacting to so many things based on past experiences, based on familiarity, based on habit. And so she's learning the difference. Like, how do I want to respond to this? And I gave her examples. She didn't even know what the word react means when I'm talking to her, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, this time when with your brother and he takes your thing and then you got angry, that's what it's like to react. And so she spots it now. She's like, her brother will just start whining or demanding something and then start crying. She'll be like, oh, he's being a rock. And like, yeah, he is. <laughs> I can ask her even, like, if she starts doing that, I can be like, hey, Luna, do you want to be a rock or do you want to be a person? She's like, I want to be a person. Okay, so what would you like to do? So as a reminder throughout the week that the privilege of being human, like, what does that mean? It's the free will, right? That's what we're talking about. It's the ability to choose how we respond in a situation. And it's one that we really don't utilize to our fullest capabilities because we're so familiar with doing things a certain way and we often react. But we do have that ability. Like when something happens, how do I want to respond? Do I want to get angry like I normally do? Do I want to retreat and get afraid like I normally do? Or what would I like to do instead? What would actually help me move forward and help me grow? Okay, thank you very much. You're going to do pair shares now. And so for your discussions, that's what you guys can talk about. I'll give you two choices. You just pick one that speaks to you the most. The one question is, what area of my life could I 
apply more courage or could I be more trusting? Or an alternative question is, think of specific situations. Have I been a rock rather than a person? All right, thank you very much. It was really my honor, my privilege to be with you guys. Love here, and I just wanted to let you know that we have completely revamped our offering known as the Ascend Program. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that the Ascend Program has been our flagship porn recovery program for years, and we've added a lot of content, we've tweaked things here and there, but recently we've completely done an overhaul in terms of our approach to recovery, and here's why. You see, originally we tried to appeal to everybody and we just let everybody come in. Anybody who said that they wanted to tackle porn, we just let them join. And there's a very low barrier of entry. But what we found was that a lot of people who thought they were ready to tackle their porn addiction or who kind of wanted to, they didn't always show up in the best way and they in many cases brought the group dynamic down and so what we've done is we've made the barrier of entry a little higher and in turn we've made our offering much more powerful let me explain so when you sign up now there is a small fee for everybody to sign up but you get that money back once you finish that quarter it's in kind of an escrow as a challenge for you to take your time more seriously because if you put money into something and you're only going to get it back out if you really try if you really attend your classes if you really do all the work then guess what your motivation to do that work is much higher so that's the first thing. Second thing is we are, of course, offering our weekly call groups as a part of the Ascend program. So you'll have your group that you meet with every single week, and that's super important. But in addition to that, you're going to get daily accountability. You'll be able to message with somebody every single day in order to stay on track with your North Star goal. And more than that, every quarter you get two one-on-one -on -one calls with a high noon staff. That is a one-on-one -on -one call where we do a deep dive into where you're at and where you're going. And we help you to diagnose precisely what actions will be most useful for your time, for your energy, so that you can get the biggest results for your energy spent. So we are doing our best here at Highland to make sure that you grow the most in the shortest amount of time. It's all a part of our new roadmap that we've created. Anyway, we've been doing this for a while, but we are always getting better and better. And this quarter, first quarter in 2023 is going to be monumental. So please sign up for this Ascend program. Take it super seriously and just watch what happens. Watch how your life transforms in a short period of time.